0: Hi there, this is Alvin, and welcome to the Kickstart Commerce Podcast, where we share search marketing and domain investing strategies to help grow your business. In today's episode, our guest is none other than the Braden Pollack, an angel investor, founder of Legal Brand Marketing, and a longtime domain investor and contributor to the domain industry. Today, Braden and I discuss why and how stockpiling near 15,000 legal-related domains jump-started his Journey into domain investing, domain parking, and lead generation development of nearly 10,000 websites. And yes, I said 10,000 websites. Braden also discusses the strategy to overpay for domains as well as how he made the pivot into investing in one word.com domains. Braden also shares a few of his sales as well as his 2019 numbers as well as the first half of his 2020 numbers. We also talk a bit about the future of installment payments, equity and leasing plans for domains, including a few of Braden's own lease examples. And last but not least, Braden gives a bit of insight and prediction as for what's next for the domain industry post COVID. So with that, Braden, man, welcome. Thank you for making time to join us today. After all
1: these years. <laughs>
0: after all these years brayden's giving me a hard time just because uh because you deserve it (laughs) one i deserve it two Mm -hmm. um he says i don't love him anymore and and, and what else i know you have something else i
1: thought we broke up i don't know what happened (laughs) you asked me uh, years ago if i would do the podcast i'm like yeah anytime just call (laughs) me and then everybody else did the podcast i'm like what is something i said?
0: Well, wait, hold on. It had been years. Well, it probably does feel like years with COVID in effect, but it's at least been since August of two thousand nineteen. I guess at what Rick's um, Asheville meetup,
1: right? And and we are now. This is June fifty seventh, (laughs) twenty one thirteen. Right. So it's been
0: years. Oh my goodness! It it feels like years, but man. Like I said, thank you for making time to join us. And so, for those of you that aren't uh, familiar with Brayden, so Brayden, why don't you take uh, a couple minutes here to explain um, to users or what rather listeners? Users, (laughs) exactly. I don't don't know what we're using these
1: (laughs) these days. Who's your audience again?
0: (laughs) Domain users. Domain users. (laughs) oh that is too funny so man take a moment here to explain or introduce yourself who you are and all that good stuff and what you do
1: man i'm still trying to figure it out um (laughs) (coughs) who who am i uh so i am a uh among other things i'm a domain investor i am um I, I'm an, I'm an inv- angel investor, so I invest in a bunch of companies. Um, I own a handful of companies, online and offline, mostly, mostly tech. And uh, I've been investing for many years, um, domain investing rather, for many years. Probably, God, about uh, 13, 14 years now, I think. Uh, and, and active in the, um, in the domain investment community. So I go to all the conferences, speak at a lot of the conferences, and um, I'm public about my, my sales because I want to have comp, the comps out there. And uh, I would imagine most of the people listening to your podcast have have heard of me, probably not by choice because I was probably foisted upon them.
0: <laughs> 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 so you've been in the industry 13, 14, well, let's just say 15 years close to it, and uh, so, I mean, how did you even get introduced into the domain industry?
1: I mean, it's a long time considering I'm only
0: 21.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, so <clears throat> how did I get introduced? I uh, have a marketing company, uh, Legal Brand Marketing, which is a lead gen company for lawyers, and, uh, which is 16 years old. And... Uh, so 16 years ago, you know, there weren't a lot of, uh, I mean, the internet was still relatively young back then, particularly for the legal community. And we would sign up clients for leads, but then they would come to us when they uh, realized that they should have a website of their own. And um, cause back then it was like, so what do I need a website for? <laughs> um, and so and then they would just come to us cause the guy was their, They thought they were, I was their computer guy. Um, and quite literally, we had people calling us when they weren't getting their email, um, and it turns out all they did was bought a smartphone, and it's like they thought it would magically show up when they turned it on. True <laughs> story. It, so what what happened is we were we were building websites for these guys uh, and gals, and uh, I would just acquire a domain name, I'd just hand register a domain name because back then I could, <clears throat> and give it to them because it was seven bucks, and you know charging them you know four thousand dollars for a website and we'd throw in the $7 name because I didn't care. Um, And I would register maybe three and they would choose or they're, you know, the canceled orders or, you know, however we ended up with extras. It it just evolved over time. And then um, after a couple of years of that, I had a couple of hundred uh, of these extra legal domains that nobody was using, but you know, I had registered for $7 and I just had them and, you know, I'd let them expire a year later. But, I had inquired about a domain name for a client, and it turns out it was owned by somebody. And I, I I don't remember how that person contacted me or how I contacted them, but I didn't know that there was such a thing as an aftermarket. And um, the guy says he wants like, whatever, a few hundred bucks for it. So I asked my client, "Listen, do you want to spend the three hundred bucks for this?" And yeah, sure, fine. Right, my client didn't care, right, because it didn't really move the needle. And then. The guy says, I have this list of like 15 names and, um, you know, the 300 bucks, 600 bucks, 900 bucks, he had prices next to all of them. And he says, if you take all of them, I'll give them to you for five grand. So I called up a few clients and I said, these are some pretty good names. You know, do you want them? It's $800. I'm not making money. I'm just, just passing it on. And, and almost every client that I called said, sure, I'll take it. It was pretty inexpensive. And, um, I actually had put together the, like, I think even more than $5,000, based on his individual pricing. So I went back and ended up buying the portfolio and then I had another half a dozen names. And so a friend of mine named David Rosenbaum, who is still kind of in the industry quietly, he, uh, I asked him, he was the, the um, at the time, the national sales manager for .TV. And I said, you know about these domain names, anything do I can do with these? I have a couple of hundred and can I monetize them somehow? And he said, sure, park them. And I said, what, what the hell is parking? <laughs> Um, and he explained it to me, and, and then he told me about um, this conference that was coming up. A domain conference. And I'm like, a, a domain conference? What? <laughs> and, and I went to this conference, and I was smitten. Um, I, I I knew the moment I got there, like, this is it. I was just fascinated. I was enthralled with people buying and selling Domain names on the aftermarket. And then there was an auction, and, and these names are going for tens of thousands of dollars. There was a couple of, um, I remember there was a, I think it was AO.com. I think Div bought it for for $140,000. At least that's what I remember. And I thought $140,000 for a domain name. Of course, now you look back at a two letter.com for 140 grand It was cheap, right?
0: Yeah, it's a steal.
1: But he knew what he was doing and I didn't. Um, but I was like, this is, this is fascinating. And so I decided that I was con- going to continue down this path buying these legal names because I understood them. And I researched it more and I started buying legal names. Um, and then I started doing uh, platform development after a while and built out uh, about, t- about 10,000 websites out of a portfolio, about 15,000 names um, that was my peak, 15,000 names, uh, um, wow. 10,000 and, it had these 10,000 small, we call them microsites at the time. And, and I was generating leads off of it. Um, and it was great until, until it wasn't anymore because Google <laughs> one day said no more. And that was the
0: end of that. And
1: and about and how long the, was that? Sorry.
0: How long was that, that, that period of time that things were good and then they just evaporated?
1: Um, I, I don't know, a couple of years, I think, yeah, I think it was a couple of years, but it, but it was great because back then there was still a fair amount of type in traffic it's dropped off since um, but there was type in traffic and I was and I was and people would fill out these lead forms you know I could generate these websites for, for just a few dollars um, right and so collectively you know I got a lot of leads out of 10,000 these websites and it worked um, until then <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and then I, and some of these names were were names that worked for rankings you know like dashes and like a you know a three word dot com or dot net maybe the words were out of order i mean there were there were terrible names from a from a brand perspective, but perfectly fine for Google, so you know all of those eventually got dropped, and then I just started selling them off and I've sold thousands of legal names at this point point. and then uh, if you want me to continue the story yeah. <laughs> I started um you moderating conferences and kind of being a part, more, uh, more part of the conversation. And when the GTLDs came out, which is, I don't know, it's been. What, 2012? Something like like that. So, so, but prior to the launch, you know, everything that we talked about was about the new GTLDs coming out and, and, you know, which one is going to do well. Right. right so which one are you going to invest in and, and that was kind of like everyone had to determine where they're going to plant the flag and then how is it going to affect long tails and the dot net and dot com and, and the general consensus was well dot com is king right, right. And, and certainly the one word dot that's not going to get touched right because that's the green <laughs> right that's the best that's no glt nothing's going to touch that right that's going to continue appreciating now, the longtail.com, will it affect it? Maybe. Will it affect the, the short.nets? nah, maybe. Longtail.nets? Absolutely. Right, so the, I mean, this was the conversation. And so, and then, and then which TLD is better than the other? And, and so when I was kind of thinking about, all right, where should I plant my flag? I determined that based on all this information, that I, was, that I was hearing and all the discussions that I was having with people, if dot com is king, and the one word dot com is definitely the king. if that's the one that's not gonna get affected, why don't I just focus on that, right. as opposed to everything else? And up to that point, I was the legal guy. I bought legal names, and I would see good deals go by, because you know, I started to get a better sense of what was a good wholesale price, now I see a name sell in the wholesale market and I think, oh, that's a good price. Oh, but I'm the legal guy. I don't I don't get into that. I, I do legal names.
0: Now when you say legal names, Braden, now are you speaking in terms of like geoattorney.com, geolawyer.com or you know, kind of what it what kind of examples you are you um, Yeah, so
1: so legal names um, are oftentimes I mean I, I own stuff like you know lawyers.tv, so alternative extensions. But uh, for a for a com, it's usually two or three word, right? So it's so it's like uh or Los Angeles, du Right. Los Angeles yeah. in my mind, in this example being one word, right? So it's so it's uh geopracticearea lawyer or attorney.com. Right, that's that's generally
0: what my portfolio looked like. Gotcha. Now, did it include any abbreviations like LAX or?
1: Uh, there would be the abbreviations for a practice area, like bankruptcy might be might be abbreviated to BK, okay. uh, uh, and then of course, like uh, you know, geos are abbreviated as well. Right. So a state, you know, two letter state name, you know, practice like like DUI versus drunk driving or. PI versus personal injury, stuff like that.
0: So then you just kind of considered yourself the legal guy, but you were passing up other, other options.
1: Yeah, because I'm still looking at all the auctions, right? And I'm attending right. and I'm having the conversations and I'm seeing what's selling. Um, and I'm a part of the community at this point. So I, I'm seeing everything that's going by. Um, I just just didn't focus on anything but legal. I just and when did that change? To- well, it changed just prior to the launch of the new G's. When I was trying to determine where I wanted to plant my flag, you know, the, the, the new G's were so speculative. And the thing that was the least speculative were the one were dot coms. And so I thought, well, it's, it's certainly more, it's more money, right, to invest in those. But I had decided it's, it's time to pivot. And I should right. pivot to the thing that has the least amount of risk. And the one word dot com is really the least risk, most expensive, right. but least risk. I mean, and they are we talk about legal uh, liquid names, right? You know, a, a two or three letter or maybe a four letter numbers. They're liquid, but as a commodity, right? Whereas a one word is not a commodity because there's an in, there's a buyer out there. There's a company that wants to brand on that name. So it's not liquid quite the same. That as a commodity, but it is liquid in that we know it has a value, right? So if I if I decided that I wanted to sell, I don't know, catalog.com. Um, while I want a half a million bucks for that name, um I know that I could sell it 10 minutes from now, wholesale for one hundred and fifty thousand bucks. Right. Right. There are buyers out there. Like me, they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll take that because I know it's. I just need to hold on to it for a few years, and I'll triple or quadruple my money, right? Um, so, so they're liquid. I mean, now I'm in a place where they're liquid because I know who all the other buyers are, right? That buy the that buy the one word coms, buy the higher value premium names, um, and there are brokers that make their living just turning the names, turning these these premium names without waiting for the end user, right? It's, they're kind of like B2B. They just buy it wholesale, sell it wholesale, right. and they make 10, 20 points on it and move on. But that's not bad if they buy a name for 50 grand and then sell it for 60 grand right. the next day. You know, it, it's not a huge margin, except for the fact that it's $10,000 that they made in a day. Correct. Not bad. And there's a few guys that make a shit ton of money doing that. <laughs> but I buy them, and I I wait. I don't wholesale my names. I wait for the end users.
0: So then, in, in terms of you, at one point you had what fifteen thousand names. So I mean, how many names do you have roughly today? About
1: twenty five hundred.
0: Twenty five hundred. Do you ever see yourself getting beyond that, or?
1: Um, no, I mean I'd actually like
0: to go the other direction. Um, Why is that? Now, look,
1: I. I I, I'd like a leaner portfolio. Now I say that, but at the same time, I will pick up a name on auction that I think is a $3,500 name. And if I can pick it up for 300 bucks, I will, right? And then I just put it, put it out there with a buy it now. And you know, those sell too. And it's because I'm, I'm essentially already doing the work, right? I'm already out there looking at the names. I'm looking for bigger names. I'm looking for a solid you know, one word .net maybe that I can pick up for a few thousand, and sell for thirty five grand, or um, the the premium that you know the premium one word .coms really aren't on auction that much. Typically, it's the brokers that that send me those names, but it happens, right? Um, right. And I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching the the drops and I'm watching the auctions, and I'm still buying from those regularly because there's still plenty of those names that I can pick up in ten x, even on a smaller scale. But they require less work because they're just they're just buying now's
0: so then, I mean, what do you make of today's auction prices? I, obviously, I look and I think back some five years ago, some of the names you probably get for $50, dollars Now they're going upwards 6 to maybe even 900 maybe even higher than that. Um, what's to be made of that?
1: Yeah, so I, I don't know if this will continue. I mean, t- time will tell. But I think what's happened is we have um, seen – I think I was just talking to Josh Reason about this. We've seen a lot of new investors in the market and it, and it could be a combination of people at home looking for a side hustle. It could be investors that were around before that are now have more time and they're more active. These names are, you know, I say they're inflated, but it's, they're not gonna be inflated in, in five years, right? Because these are all appreciating asset assets. So you know what I names that I bought five years ago for 30 grand, you know, now it would cost me 60 grand and I'm I'm still doing it. And I'm I'm still happy to do it, right? Because they're really worth so much more now. Look, Brent Oxley is doing a thing that, that I always wanted to do was, you know, take like uh, you know 10 million bucks and and just buy up the super premiums and right. buy a bunch of premiums and overpay. I mean, he's, and, and, and I'm going to, I say overpay with an asterisk and I'll come back to it. He's overpaying and he's, he's outbidding me and, and Drew and a bunch of other people that uh, are buying these names where words. I make an $80,000 offer and he just makes a $140,000 offer and he gets it. <laughs> and, um, and we're like, but what, you know, why are you overpaying except for the fact that, in five years, is he overpaying? Right. He's not, he it's just, it's it's gonna be a little bit longer hold. He's putting out a little bit more cash. He doesn't have as many names as,
0: as the rest of us do. He's got a
1: relatively tight portfolio,
0: 100, 200 names, if that.
1: Right. And, and out of that 20 of them are just, you know, solid, solid, really good names. And, and he's, you know, his price points are half a million up into the seven figures and he's going to wait and he'll wait it out and he can afford to wait it out. And, you know, great. And, and, the, and the thing is that the name that I wanted to spend 80 grand on because I thought it was worth 800,000 and he spent 140 and if he's still going to take so what? Like what was that $60,000 delta? It doesn't really make a difference, right? Because there's enough margin in there. Right. So you know, who's right? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Just like, just like the brokers that put 20 points on a name and turn it the next day. Is that better or worse? Because I'm going to sell it for 10 times what I paid, but it's going to take me five years to do it. Right. So, right. you know, like making 20% in a day or a thousand percent in five years. I, I can't say what's right or wrong. I mean, it's just different strategies, but
0: they're both profitable. So then in terms of now, I would assume that because you were involved in other businesses, that kind of gave you a a springboard into the industry, you know? And so for the common domain investor, I would imagine most domain investors aren't going to come into the industry with 10 plus thousand dollars or whatever to be able to you know, invest. But in, in terms of today's climate, obviously, we're looking at what 40 million people some odd counting that are unemployed and that number changing weekly. Um, likely folks are looking for side hustles. Uh, how would What would you suggest in today's climate in terms of getting into the industry or trying to get into that next level, let's say from sub 1000 into that 10,000, 20,000, what do you suggest is the path for getting there
1: so getting in the industry that there there's plenty of opportunity i mean there there were people you know 10 years ago that said all good names are gone right um you know five years ago they were saying it again and you know there, there's the names are still out there right and, it, and it's not it's not like we're not talking about new terms arise, right? That, Mm -hmm. you know, over the last few years, crypto and token and coin and all those became popular. You know, it's not about new terms so much as just appreciating assets across the board and more companies going online, more people building websites. So the the opportunity is still there. Um, When I buy a name, I want to get 10X, but why? Why does it have to be 10X? Why can't it be 5X, right? I mean, it's, it's crazy that I turned down offers that are four or five times what I paid for a name a year ago. Like anywhere else on the planet in any other investment, that would be a huge win, right? To sell something right. for four or five times what you paid a year ago. But in the main world, it's like, no, no way. What, <laughs> I'm only gonna double my money in a few months? Forget it. And why is that? Right, because we're, um, because we're selfish, selfish and grieved. Um, Because we've 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 come to learn that we can do it, right? right. That 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 we're not we're not going to leave money on the table. Right. Um, but that's not for everybody. People have different strategies. But there's plenty of people that would be happy to triple their money, right? Or double their money. Like I put, I invest a lot of a lot of money into names, and so I'm holding, you know, millions of dollars worth of names, and so. I need to have that spread because I have so much money out, right? right? And I also don't have a lot of sales relative to some people, right? Some people are turning names all the time. I don't. I don't turn names all the time because,
0: you know, I'm asking big numbers. Right. So 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 how many domains in a given year do you think, or do you sell?
1: I sell probably uh, 20 names in a year, but that includes, let me look. That includes names that I'm essentially dropping, right? So names that um, I've I've sold on name liquidate, for example. Gotcha. So I'm getting you know between nine dollars and a hundred bucks or something. So if I look at my sales right now, so it's June first, I have sold one, two, three, four, five, six names closed, and then I have a couple of uh, payment plans. Uh, six, six figure deals, their payment plans. And then a deal in escrow right now, that's a that's, uh, mid to high five figures. And then I've got a handful of names that I got 15 bucks, a hundred bucks for. Um, last year, I sold a total of 22 names. Four of those were not were wholesale. The others were retail, but, but, you know, a big portion of those are also were like, you know, Legal names that I sold for 1500 bucks, you know, 4,000 bucks, stuff like that. All in all, I sell upwards of a million bucks a year in names. So last year was just over 800,000. And really a bulk of that came from nine names. And then, and then the rest of those were four figure sales or less. Gotcha. So there was like a $400,000 a $400, sale and a $150,000 sale a sixty thousand, a fifty thousand, a thirty-eight thousand, right? So it's it's that kind of thing. Um, and
0: now, are most of those? I'm assuming most of those are inbound.
1: They're all inbound.
0: All inbound. So you do no outbound,
1: right? Back to the, the selfish and lazy. No, yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of I'm a lazy investor um, in that I don't I don't do outbound and I don't have brokers with few exceptions. I just gave uh, Epic. A name to work on thirsty.com. They're going to build a video, do outbound. Uh, Pepsi, uh, PepsiCo just launched snacks.com, not my mm-hmm. name. Um, and I think with with all the delivery, grocery delivery, the D2C that's happening right now, I can right. see thirsty.com mm-hmm. as a good um, soda or alcohol delivery kind of service. So we're gonna we're gonna do some outbound there. Um but that's that's pretty rare. I, otherwise, I don't have brokers working on my names. Now, brokers certainly call me about names that I have because they most of the brokers have my list. They'll just say, hey, listen, I've got a you know, a fintech company with a budget up to half a million bucks. So what do you have? You know, that's, that sort of thing. I mean, that's, that's happened, I think, today. I think I got two inquiries like that. So th- that happens on a relatively uh regular basis um so so i don't so there's acquisitions right so the brokers have an acquisition request and they'll call me but i don't i don't do uh, outbound to to companies and and uh, again i'm not saying this is the right way it's just what i'm doing because you've got plenty of brokers out there making a good living outbounding and getting getting really good sales and, and, and I reserve the right to change my time, change my, time, my, <laughs> my mind at any time, but I don't I haven't done it at this point because I just feel like these names are appreciating. And if I wait a couple of years and wait for that inbound, maybe I'll sell it for much more money. But you know may, maybe not. <laughs> maybe, right. maybe I was better off selling it, selling it today. Here, here's an example. Years ago. The the Reberry brothers reached out to me. You know, they own huge domains and dropcatch. Right. Yeah, and so they wanted I own dropped.com and they wanted that name. They offered me uh, 35 grand and I said no because I wanted 50. That was the number in my head. They they ended up moving on because that was what they wanted to spend, and they they launched dropcatch.com instead of dropped.com. And this was years ago. And mm-hmm. here I am still sitting on drop.com. Now maybe I should have, and it wasn't enough multiple, you know, for me, it wasn't, it wasn't a, uh, you know, a home run, right? It was a base hit Uh, would have been, and so I passed, but I'm still sitting on that name. (laughs) And How many many years has that been? It's been, how long has drop catch been around? I mean, (laughs) it's been years. And so, you know, in retrospect, should I have taken that offer? And what could I have done with that 35 grand? Right? I would have put it in other names. And and I could give you, unfortunately, many, (laughs) you know, know, many examples like that of names that maybe I should have taken the offer. But by the same token, I've got a a name in escrow right now. I remember I got an offer for twice what I paid right after the auction closed. Somebody missed it and they emailed me the next day or a couple days later, and they said, listen, I, I um, you want know, this name. I know what you paid, so I'll double it. And I said, no, right? Mm-hmm. Now, maybe I should have doubled my money in, in a couple of days. I'm not, and that was like a low four-figure name. I don't remember exact number. And, and I just, and I, like, that's the name that's in ESCO right now for mid to high five figures. Now, it's been years, but that was probably the right call. Sometimes it's the right call and sometimes it's not. And you, you, you just don't know because I turn down offers all the time, but maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should turn more. I don't know. I'm here to tell you I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so then, in terms of that now now you mentioned name liquidate. So how then do you determine out of your portfolio like what you're going to keep, what you're going to let go, and you know? And for those not familiar with name liquidate, obviously it's a uh, liquidation platform owned by Epic, and you basically can list your names there. And it's a uh, what is it like reverse du- Dutch auction? I believe Dutch auction, exactly. That starts at like nine hundred ninety nine dollars and works its way down to either a 99. reserve price or nine dollars is the lowest um, yeah yeah
1: 997 i want to say is i've actually
0: bought names from name liquidate and and
1: dnwe there those are the two kind of wholesale Mm -hmm. like uh you know investor to investor platforms um i mean I, i i can't i can't see an end user Uh, ending up there certainly possible. Right. But it's, it's not really, it's an industry. Those are both industry platforms. DNWE is, you know, we think this name is a good wholesale price at $399. It's curated. Uh, The Josh's they assign a price and you accept or don't. And then they list it for whatever. And it it could be anything. It could be $17,000. It could be, you know, $59. Right.
0: Um,
1: And so it's a wholesale price and I bought names from there as well. Name liquidate is, while you can do, it's not it's not uh, curated, but while you can set reserves, it's mostly kind of the lower tier stuff where, and, and this is how I use it, anything I'm gonna drop, I put it there at expiration, um, even beyond the expiration, because you still have that window. It's easier than a name jet, because you don't have to be 30 days out. You could be you know, like, it's expired yesterday. You know, I'm going to list it now, right? It's expiring next week. And so, so all my do not renews just end up on name liquidate. And look, $9 or $15 is better than $0. That's true. Right? So it's a way to make a little bit of money. Um, and, and I have found that a fair percentage of the names I'm dropping end up selling there. Because the names I'm dropping are not terrible names. It's just, I'm going in a little bit different direction with my portfolio. So I'm clean house and it's a name that I've had for you know, eight years and I still haven't sold it and you know, I'm done with it. I'll just, I'll just dump it and and move on to the next thing. And so I'll take the nine bucks cause it's better than nothing. So that's, I think they're a little bit different position. Those two, those two
0: platforms. Then how do you determine how long you're willing to invest? depends on the name.
1: So if I've got a name like carpool.com, I own Carpool. I've had hundreds of inquiries. uh, I'm never going to give up on that, right? (laughs) Um, I mean, I've turned down um, $250,000 because it's a seven-figure name. Um, It's a name that will, in time, become more valuable as we get into into, into robo-taxis, right? Autonomous vehicles. You know, individual car ownership is going to be going down because, you know, you can you can summon a car in for two dollars and take a ride. Like, why are you going to?
0: Yeah. Right. And I don't I'm have to concern yourself with parking either. If you, you know, live in, in a uh, downtown or urban area,
1: parking, uh, ownership, uh, insurance, wash, maintaining it. I mean, you, you name it. There's a million reasons why people aren't going to be owning cars anymore. Everything is going to be transitioning to, to this kind of robo-taxi carpooling model. And and look, Waze, Google owns Waze, and Waze has a carpool feature, waze.com slash carpool. Uh, look, carpool.com, I jo- Mike Seiger and I joke about he owned a carpool with a K. Right. And sold it for $5,000. <laughs> right? So. So carpool in in any form is <laughs> is going to be a good name, and I've got the actual premium carpool spelled correctly. Um, and it, it's it's a seven-figure name, and I'm going to just wait for it. So I turn down these offers and and wait. Now those names, I'm never going to give up on them. You know, will I sell a name that? I don't know. I want 600000 and there's a $400,000 cash offer. I don't know. Depends on the situation. Maybe there's something else I want to buy. You know, maybe there's, um, you know, maybe I need the cash. Maybe I've sat on it long enough. Who knows? Right. I I had some, I have a portfolio of three coms, And during the boom times there was, there was one, uh, it was KQT.com and I got inquiries every single day for kqt.com i don't and i i don't know why i don't know why the chinese like that thing but it was all they're all chinese inquiries and i was getting multiple inquiries a day and i had a price point on it and i remember it was 40 grand which i mean they continue to even be worth more than that um i sold it years ago and um i was just done I went, fine, i'm like fine let me just sell this thing even though I might, I might be leaving some money on the table. I'm tired of all the inquiries. (laughs) Somebody hit me at the, at the right time. So look, you know, how long will I wait? It depends. There's, you know, my, my premium one word.coms, you know, some I've had for years and I will have them for many more years. I kind of see myself, you know, at some point selling off my other companies and I'll just sell domain names because they, they keep turning money. I mean, I, you know, I get inquiries and the names sell and they're not, they're not making more, right? They're not making more premium.coms. That's true. Uh, you know, one of the names I was, I've talked to a couple of people about the last few days is true. true. I bought True.net and I paid uh, over 8,000 bucks for it and, and I'm fine with it. And the reason is, what is True.com worth? It's a solid seven-figure name. Now, it just, it just right. so happens that True Car... Um, they own it and, and, uh, they got it in a fire sale for $350,000 in, wow. 20, like, but I mean, it was like 2014, even in 2014, that was still a good price, but it literally, they bought it from, uh, dot who was filing for bankruptcy and, uh, literally it was like two weeks they had two weeks to raise $350,000 and, and, um, Nagar at, um, and CETO made the deal happen. Uh, but, but now, first of all, now, True, True.com is now totally unavailable. It's owned by a giant company. and right. No one is ever going to extract it. Even, even if that company went under and there was a bankruptcy, bankruptcy sale, there's all the links and all the everything that all the other IP that goes with it. And so the domain's just not going to be extracted, right? So it's just never really going to be available. And if it was, that is, that is a $2, 3000000 million name. Easy. So what's a good alternative for that? If you want to name your company True, which doesn't everybody want to name their company? Like True <laughs> is such a great word, right? Four letter, single syllable, such a great positive meaning. If you don't have a $3 million budget, right? You could get that at a fraction, right? The .NET, at a fraction of the .co. Right. Fraction of the .com value. I just sold gravity.net for 38000 you know, gravity.com. Again, seven figure name. They couldn't get it. I don't know who owns it. I don't know the backstory, but they couldn't get it. And uh but for thirty eight thousand, they'll take they'll take gravity.net. Uh um,
0: especially and I guess in that though, Brayden, you mentioned something because it's it's one thing for it for a the matching dot com to be unavailable, but it's a whole different thing when you know uh for instance I had another interview with um this young lady named Kristen Anderson. Uh, of catch.co dot, dot, uh, and they tried to get catch.com but it was owned by Apple. And I was like, "Well, Kristen, why did you, you know, move forward with catch.co?" And she was like, "Well, Apple's never likely never going to develop catch.com." She's like, "So, why not? There's not going to be any um brand delusion, you know, with going with the .co versus that .com just because it's like Apple's not ever going to get into our line of business." Now, Knock on wood, you better hope that's the case, but in most cases, I, I just kind of find that that's the reality of just going, well, you know what? I'm not going to spend millions for a .com when I could probably do an alternative and still build a rather, rather profitable company.
1: I would add to that. I, I always say that, that domains are budget-driven. Apple will sell that name, <laughs> but, but what's the price tag on it, mm-hmm. Right and that price tag Kristen can't afford no offense to kristen right right like none of us can because <laughs> because like 10 million dollars is not going to move the needle for apple right. but somebody if you get the right person somebody at apple might say oh look 10 million bucks fine we'll sell it we're not even using it let's you know let's <laughs> let's take it um uh, fb.com is, is worth, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a two-letter, good, good letters. You know, it's, it's probably a million, a million two, a million four, right? It, it cost $8.5 million for Facebook to buy it from the Farm Bureau. They, that was their brand. That's what they were using. That's what they had been using. Like, they had changed all their email addresses, all their branding, everything. But Facebook got to a number that motivated Farm Bureau to rebrand and they picked up I think FB8.org instead. Um they took some of their proceeds from 8.5 and and you know but yeah. so so the thing is it's like everybody has their price. You know there's a there's businesses out there that have been acquired by big companies just with a domain name. Right. I I have tried to do that. Small businesses that have these you know, that are 20 years old, that have these fantastic names, it's like, okay, well, how much is your company? Because I, I, I'm trying to buy this name and you won't sell it to me for, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, how much is your company? I'll buy the company. I'll get the domain with it. I'll sell off your company without the domain, right? right. So, I mean, that, and that happens. Or, or you
0: just offer them enough money and they, you know. And they're they, like, yeah, let's make it happen. Right. They do it.
1: And, and there's plenty of companies that and I've sold names to companies that were working with the dot using the dot net or some other name. And this is an upgrade, right? Gravity.net was an upgrade to, from whatever they were using. Um, packet.com I sold to packet.net who had raised 56 million dollars and then they can afford it. And I for 350,000 they took the dot com made more sense for them. Then they sold out the whole company for 300 and something million. So, look, you, you get the best name that you can afford if you're talking about a big company then you just go get the dot-com right if you have the if you have the budget for it you go get that you start with the dot-com right um, and if you can't get that that one word dot-com then you pick a different one word dot-com right um and so that's why i've kind of gone to this higher end oh, i'm going to get the premium dot coms and, and wait and i'll just wait for the big company and and you know sometimes it's a startup and sometimes they're willing to put out enough money um, to make it happen. Now, to your next question about payment plans. <clears throat> I'm happy to do a payment plan. Um, if, depending on how long the terms are. So the deal I have an escrow right now um, is, well, I won't say the name, but I'll, I'll tell you the pricing just cause it's not done yet. But, <clears throat> uh, but it will be public because I don't, I don't do NDAs. <laughs> Um, it's a, uh, it's a $65,000 sale. It's 45,000 down and 20,000 over, uh, six months. Gotcha. And so he said we'd take, well, he, he, you know, he wanted to pay me. I think he, he came up to 55 after some discussion. He started at 30. I said, 65, he came up to 55 and I said, all right, I'll take your 55 and you just, you know, pay me, pay the rest over like whatever whatever is fair for both of us. You tell me. And um and he's like, well what do you need? And I said, look, I'm easy to work with. You 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 tell me what's gonna what's gonna work for you. Like right. if you say two years, no. If you you know, is it two years or are we talking three months, right? So I, I don't want to wait a long time. Right. Um and he said, so I said, you tell me. He says, all right, how about have a 45,000 down, and give me six months to pay the rest. I said, okay, I didn't negotiate with him because you know, there's not, not a lot of, I, let's just close the deal. Right. We're close enough. Um, and since I have zero risk, right? Zero, he's gonna give me 45,000 down. You think he's gonna walk away? Like, hope not. Right, I mean, the worst case scenario is he makes, he doesn't make another payment, right? right? And I've got his 45,000, of course he's gonna continue making payments. So, so worst thing is he makes some payments and then he has to default and then what, Mm. right? That I still own the domain name. Right. So it's pointed to his website. So he's got some emails like I'm in the driver's seat. Right now I have foreclosed, but if someone runs out of money or they lose their investors, whatever, I'll work with them to the best of my ability. I don't, I don't want to, um, I've got a couple of names that, uh, one guy I'm trying to bring them back and he's already paid me like, $75,000 out of a $250,000 purchase. It's been months I'm talking to him. I'm trying to get him to, you know, find another investor and keep going. I don't, I don't want to foreclose on him. I want to see him. Right. You want to see him be successful. Yeah. Um, I've got another guy who, who defaulted twice. And I said, and I was trying to bring him back to the table. And I said, look, just give me something, you know, you can't make your pay. Give me five grand. Give me something just so we can continue and then you know we'll push it and you make a payment next quarter. Right. And I'll and I'll keep it live. So what am I giving up? Right. And here's a guy that's paid me like forty thousand, forty-five thousand, something like that on a four hundred thousand dollar sale. Um look, I understand his position. I don't I don't really want to take his down payment and take the domain back. I'd rather see him um, you know, finish. But um where's my risk right now, now? even if I do, if I take equity and there's startups that are like, look, you know, we don't, we don't have the money. Uh, can you contribute the domain name? If I like the startup, if I think they have a good business plan, if I like what they're doing and I look at it with an investor's eye, um, then maybe I will do, donate the name or, or take some payment and some equity. However, I always add a clawback clause, in that the domain stays in my name, and they oftentimes will book the book it as debt, right? That mm, converts. Right. Um, so sometimes, invest the other investors don't like it because they're like, "Look, we don't want to half a million dollar debt on here." Um, the 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 price might get ramped up. So there's a deal that um, well, I'm in discussions with somebody. I have a name listed at two hundred fifty thousand. He wants me to take all equity, no cash. And I said, "Well, I'm not going to do it at two hundred fifty thousand. That's the cash price." He said, "No, right. five hundred thousand in equity." He says, "I think that's fair if we double it." What? Like, okay. If I like the company enough, I'll take half a million dollars in equity. If the company goes insolvent at any point, the name comes back to me. No one's ever pushed back on this clause, and and. Because why, why would they, right? And, right. and that, because the thing is that you don't want to name, the domain will stay in my control um, until I get my equity or until, uh, uh, you know, payment, whatever the, the plan is. But should the, should the company go insolvent, the name reverts back to me because why should I lose it? If I've lost my investment, I should get my collateral back. and right. that And what happens is instead of, the company going insolvent, and then in bankruptcy, they kind of figure out what the assets are and sell them off. And no, let's make this clear: this piece goes back to me, right? I put it in the contract, easy peasy. So now I have much less risk, right? The risk is only in the company really doing well, right?
0: But if it fails, I get my domain back. Now, what happens if they burn that domain? Email marketing, SEO.
1: What's the likelihood that a, that a company that is legitimately marketing themselves is going to burn that domain? What's the likelihood it's going to get de-indexed? Which we can fix, by the way. That's yeah. fixable. Correct. But, you know, we're talking about someone buying a name and then using it to spam and, to, you know, to do, to do something, uh, you know, less than legitimate. And like, that doesn't happen on premium names. Like, can it happen? Sure. But the likelihood,
0: right. Now do you write it in, into the contract. uh, Yeah. It's standard in the contract. Yeah. It's, it's already
1: in there. I'm just not concerned about it. And a lot of times, honestly, I don't even have contracts, you know, when it's a big sale, you know, if it's like a half a million bucks or more, you know, my lawyer works with with their lawyer and we, we, we paper it up. Um, But you know, if it's a name that's like five figures or, you know, Low six figures, 150 grand. We don't even paper it. We just put it in escrow, and it, there's escrow instructions, and that's it. I mean, it's I, I, I've I've got this this name right now. It's an escrow 65 grand. We're not. It's not papered. Just using extra escrow instructions, and they make their payments, and that's it. Because they they trust the escrow. You know, I use Epic for for escrow, and you know, it's at the registrar. They get immediate immediate use of the name, not control, right. but they can. They can build they can a website, they, the it, DNS, they can point the DNS, they can get email addresses, they just can't. They can't move it to another registrar mm. and they're fine with that and they kind of trust the system. And so it's oftentimes not paper. Um, I do one or two contracts a year.
0: So then in terms of, of the domain industry and its future, like what do you make of or what do you see in terms of equity payments being on the rise? Do um, you think more people will consider them more or less?
1: It, it, will investors consider they, sh- they certainly should if they can afford it. Mm-hmm. I, I like cash flow, right? I like the fact that, look, i certainly't rather have like, all the money up front, but I don't mind payments. Like the, I, I've got a bunch of names that are out. I've got leased names. They're just leases. And so money comes in every month. It's not huge money, but money comes in every month. And so I still leases, own the name.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Leases. So lease meaning, <laughs> hey, I'll let you use this domain, but it comes back to me at some set period in time. Crazy,
1: right? I, I, um, <laughs> yeah, so I've got, a, I've got a lease right now that's uh, $325 a month. And it was, this, at the time, it was the smallest deal I had ever done. I didn't want to do it. And I look back at my purchase price. My purchase price was $1,600. <laughs> I thought, you know what? And this, and this has now been on lease for a year and a half. And it's, it's set up at Epic. And Epic bangs his credit card every month on the same day for $325. And, you know, it's like free money at this point. And this guy has built his website and built his company on this name. He does not own it. He does not have a buyout clause at all. And it's, and either he's going to continue giving me $325 a month forever, right? Or um, he's going to realize that he should buy it from me. But now it's worth, at that point, it's going to be worth more. So exactly. he's going to have to buy it from me for fair market value.
0: Oh, uh, man. So, I mean, it, it kind of puts, I guess it kind of makes me think about physical real estate of going, hey, I don't necessarily own the building, but I'll go lease the building five-year period, blah, blah, blah. Now, obviously, I, I guess he could move to a different domain, but then there is, he's already built the brand. He would have to, there would be a lot of hoops that he's going to have to jump through to go and change his brand. Could happen, who knows. But that, I mean, for, from a domain investor side, I go, congratulations. But from an end user, I'm going, that doesn't even make sense.
1: All right, I'll give you another example
0: of a lease I did.
1: It was DUI And I wanted, this is years ago, I wanted 200 grand. And we're going back, I don't know, six or seven years to so two, 200 grand. And the guy said, I don't have the money. I want to lease it. I said, Well, okay, but you're going to build this business and you're going to have, and he's, he was building a directory and there's going to be subscribers. And um, I said, But if you just buy it, then you own it. I mean, if you just lease it, then. Like forever, you're going to be paying money. If you want to buy it out, you know, then it's going to cost you even more. He said, look, I, first of all, I don't have the 200 grand. And he says, the money I do have, I need to put into marketing. Uh-huh. So I'd rather do that. And he says, and this was his whole model because he had a bunch of premium legal names. And he had this, he had this subscription plan and he leased them all. He did a rev share. So I said, okay, and I had a minimum of, of like $5,000 a month and uh, plus, Plus, you know, if he had met certain uh, tiers, you know, go up based on his revenue. And he paid that for about five years. So he paid me more than $200,000. And then his business took a turn and, and he started missing payments and short paying. And I worked with him for a long time. Like, you know, pay me what you can. And right. and, and then he stopped paying and, you know, and then it went months no payments. And I was like, look, I'm going to have to foreclose because you haven't paid me in months. And he's like, right. I know, I understand. I'm sorry, but you know, it's business has dropped off and I just can't afford it anymore. It's all right. I said, but you also owe me a bunch of money. And he's like, I know, but I don't have it. Um, I'm going to have to file BK or something. I don't know. So I said, look, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to, obviously I'm foreclosing because you don't pay me anymore. Right. Uh, he still has subscribers. So I said, I'm going to take this name back um, and I'm going to, f- I'm going to um, forgive all the money you owe me and interest and everything. You owe me nothing, but you're going to give me a copy of your website and your client files and I'm going to continue the business and then forgive everything you owe me. And um, he, first he's like, why would I give you my, my business? I'm like, cause I'm taking the domain away and then you're going to have nothing. So might as well. And then you're going to owe me a bunch of money. Right. And you know, I, I need to think about it. I'm like, look, I'm not trying to squeeze you. And like, I am trying to. Come up with, I recognize that you don't have money. Like you told me, like, if you had money, you'd be making a payment. Obviously you don't want this business to come to an end, but I have to take the domain away. You told me I should take the domain away. So I'm trying to come up with a scenario in which you don't owe me money. And I get something for it. And he, he's like, let me think about it. Calls me the next day. And he says, and I, I was like, look, I just, I'm, I'm trying to be cool with you here. I'm not trying to like squeeze you. Right. He calls me the next day and he's like, you were right. I, I get it now. He, this is cool you. Like if I can now walk away with not owing you anything, then I, I'm going to do that. And he says, and I'm going to pay my programmer to work with your programmer to get everything like transitioned over smoothly. I'll pay for right. hosting for the next couple of months. And, You know, I really appreciate this, and so we took it over, and and we're still earning about twenty five hundred dollars a month from that website. Amazing! And I didn't do any of that work, right? He did all that work, but there's still subscribers, and so I don't know what the math is. Um, I could figure it out, but you know, five grand a month for. 5 years roughly and then 2500 bucks a month for another whatever year and a half or something um I, that was the right call like that's better than taking the 200 grand probably totally. in cash up front right cuz it just kept on coming in
0: right now have you have you added subscribers to it i'm i'm assuming you have
1: hmm. Yeah, So actually, there was a project we hadn't gotten to. Um, I coincidentally just had a conversation with the, with the woman that runs that company, and they're just now starting a campaign to add subscribers to it because it, 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 we do have the client base. Wow. So we are working on it. Newsletter went out this morning, actually. That includes <laughs> that, that property. Um, I did a um, on the, on the uh, DN Academy social that we do every Friday. Yeah. Uh, I have posed this question. I had an inquiry from a guy in India. Uh, I own PlasmaTV.com, which admittedly is past its prime. Um,
0: <laughs> just a little bit.
1: <laughs> just, a, just a smidge. I paid five grand for it many years ago. And and then that's the problem with buying kind of technology names if the technology is going out. Because I don't do outbound. And so it just mm. sat forever and, and just... And the the value, right? that was not an appreciating asset. And so I think I had it listed for like $3,500. <laughs> Just like, let me get something out of it. Right. So I get this inquiry from a guy who wants to lease it. Guy in India, $10 a month. And so I brought it up to uh, the social. I said, whatever you guys think I should do, that's what I'm going to do. Because at this point, like I kind of want right. to help the guy in India. And well, let's just make this fun. And, it, you know, what number is is not really move the deal that much. But let's talk about it. I'm, I'm making, I'm based on traffic, I'm making $0.04 cents a month. So anything is going to be more than $0.04. Cents. Right. And, and I'm sitting on it. I've been sitting on it for years. And something's better than nothing. So, uh, you know, everybody said, don't do $10. And, <clears throat> but you should do something. So I ended up settling up with a guy. Uh, we settled on uh, $35 a month. And uh, it's all set up an escrow, uh, at epic escrow, and it's automated, right? So they just ding his credit card, right. I guess, for the $35 a month. So I went from making $0.04 cents a month to $35 a month minus credit card fees. Um, and I do nothing,
0: right? Wow. So
1: look, I- I'm not going to – Wait, gonna... wait.
0: And you said that's a lease. That isn't outright it's ownership. That's It is a lease. lease?
1: He has, he, he, this is the only name that I have where there, he does have <laughs> a buyout option at $3,500. And I don't know if he's going to be trying to sell it maybe. And then but I don't know what his plan is, right. but um, I'm getting $35 a month. Went out for many years. I got $0 a month. So it's better than nothing. Now there's certainly, you can make the argument that there's an opportunity cost, right? Cause now I can't sell it to somebody else. Right. But, you know, it's been all these years and the length of the selling at this point is, is pretty slim. Mm. Um, and if somebody reached out to me and, like, made me an offer, then I would reach out to him and, you know, put something together.
0: Figure it I don't out.
1: expect that to happen. I also own PlasmaTelevision.com.
0: <laughs>
1: For anybody out there. <laughs> For somebody else. Um, so, uh, the thing is that I would, I certainly would not take a $35 a month deal if I had to do anything. Right. Because it doesn't, it wouldn't pencil out if there's time involved. But, but I sent one email to Epic and then that, that was, was it. it. I washed my hands of it. So now every month it will be $35. Eh. But it, you know, it's better than a sharp stick in the eye, but you know, you have enough of those $35, $325, $5,000. Right. And now there's cash flow, And then you, and then you add in the um, uh, payment plans. Right. Which, which are much more significant, right? Because those are, those are typically bigger bigger names. Although I've had, I've had you know, $1,500 names where they want to give me 150 bucks a month. And I've done those because like, why not? Why not? I, I'm, yeah. I also kind of want them, I want to see someone take a name and utilize it. This is the name right. they want. Like, build your business, go do your thing. I'm not going to skip any meals if I don't get all the money up front. Gotcha. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, like that's fine and then you you, know, you have enough of these deals enough cash flow and it and it works it, you know goes right into my into my epic account and pays for my renewals and great and
0: that's it
1: that's it it's easy easy peasy
0: <laughs> well braden one last question here or rather topic that i think is probably timely and a lot of people are going to want to know obviously you've had your hands in conferences in some fashion, whether it's attendee, whether it's moderating. And so a bit of insight. I mean, where does the domain industry go with COVID now?
1: Well, our industry will, will continue and it will, will survive. Um, uh, Not only survive, but it will thrive. Uh, You know, you've got the world now realizes you can't be offline. You just can't. And, and if you look at companies that have been kind of um, like digital first, right? Mm-hmm. There, there, are, there are brick and mortar stores that have really been focused on their online sales. And, and so what's happened is they've had a dip of like 15% because everybody just went online and bought everything. Right. Right? Good on them. And then, and then you've got you know all the delivery, you've got everything else that just proved to the world, look, the internet is here to stay. The internet is virus-proof. Your computer's not virus-proof, but, you're, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, people can always shop online. And so, so these companies are now kind of refocusing on their digital presence. And so you've got, you've got existing companies that are launching new brands, like the example I gave earlier with PepsiCo launching snacks.com for all the right. stuff. Right. This is great. I mean, if they just launched like, you know, Pepsi.com slash snacks, that's not nearly as good. Right. Snacks.com. How are you going to forget that? I heard that once and I held onto it. You're not <laughs> going to forget that. Right. It's great. Um, and then you've got all the new companies. There's a, I got an inquiry yesterday through a broker. He's doing an acquisition for a travel company. Obviously travel companies have have gotten crushed. They'll come back. But this travel company was kind of an offline travel company. Yikes. And so, and they have a big budget, it's a big company. And they've got a a seven figure budget for a name. Um, They spend seven figures a year in advertising. And so now they're like, we need a good solid brand. Um, so they can really be digital first. Hmm. Um, and there's a lot of companies that are doing that. They're really focused on, on um, kind of this, this pivot. And I'm seeing that with my investments. Um, uh, you know, Morgan Linton has got uh, Bold Metrics, and, and I'm, an, I'm an investor and on the board. And,
0: uh, Talk about he does, timely.
1: Yeah, right. So this is kind of, um, he's, he's a contactless fit. Right, so so not only can you order. bold metrics is all about and ordering clothes. It's all about ordering clothes online, right? Right. And it's an algorithm that determines your sizing very, very accurately, more accurately than if you were hand measured. Wow. <clears throat> and um, now, if people are going in a store, they don't want to get hand measured, <laughs> right? So so now is so that's why he's, he's using this term contactless fit because. Now, even though you might have somebody going to a store, we really, we want to use the algorithm to determine your, your size because now there's problems with even the measuring. So, so he, you know, his company, like they're gangbusters now because right. all the clothing companies are reaching out to them saying, you need to help us with our online solution because we have this problem with fit and people are ordering two sizes and sending one back because they don't know. Like we need, we need to figure this out. Wow. And they have this great solution. Um, and I'm seeing that all over the place, right? All over the place. Um, uh, I, have a, I have an investment in an AI company that that, that determines palate, um, and it's an algorithm. And, and so they focus primarily on wine, but they do fragrance mm-hmm. and other stuff. But um, all these wineries are contacting them, saying, "Okay, we now need help. We need to help people order wine." So since they can't really come into the store so much and there isn't, we don't have all the wine tastings like we used to have, we need a better online solution um, to sell wine online. Right. Um, and so this company, uh, it's called Tastry and they, they help these companies sell wine, right. By determining what people like. Wow. Um, and so you've got all of these solutions that um, are helping companies online. And, and all that requires, you know, domain names. Right. Somebody's launching, whether it's an existing company or not, you know, they, they need domain names. And so domain names are just going up in value because there's, there's now this like stampede to get online. Right, either, either companies that were online before and really need to, to um, like gin up what they are doing, or new companies that are gonna be digital first. I mean, there's so many reasons, but our industry is really, really benefiting. We're still selling names. I'm, st- I'm still getting offers. A lot of brokers had like the first week in May, you know, they had fantastic Drew Rosner sales, like the <laughs> best, you know, he's, he's ever had right. uh, in his career and a lot of brokers closing deals. I mean, I, 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 haven't, I haven't sold anything significant in the last couple of months. I mean, closed and done and paid, but I've got offers and right. I've got, so I got one in escrow and it's not yet closed, so I'm not counting my chickens because, you know, shit happens. Yeah. Um, and then I've got some, some solid negotiations and discussions happening right now. Our industry marches on, man, totally. <laughs> even, even better.
0: Even better. Totally. Well, Braden, man, it's been good to have you here on the show. How can people uh, keep up with you? I mean, is it going to legal brand marketing, Twitter, what?
1: I, I mean, I, I I tweet a little bit. I'm um, I'm probably more active on Facebook because again, I'm going to be 50 next year. Um, <laughs> you won't find me on Snapchat because you know uh,
0: Instagram.
1: Um. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, Actually, I don't post anything on Instagram because I just decided, you know, I'll just post on Facebook and not. I do stalk on Instagram though, so I if you post something, I will see it. Yeah, because I'm I'm more of an Insta stalker
0: than a poster. (laughs) That's two of us then, because I don't post on Instagram. I have have an account, (laughs) but it's just I'm like, all right, whatever.
1: See, you're old too.
0: Yeah, getting there, man. Getting there.
1: Uh, yeah, but I'm, you can you can connect with me on on Twitter at Braden Pollock or, or Facebook same.
0: Well, there you have it, man. I definitely appreciate it. My pleasure, anytime. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to Kickstart Commerce, where we share search marketing and domain name strategies to help grow your business. Please subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or Podbean. Last but not least, please visit kickstartcommerce.com to subscribe to the newsletter sharing tips and tricks about the disciplines of digital strategy. Thanks, and that's all for now.